more housing, more placements, more people living indoors. Yes, this is a historic investment for our city, but we have to be honest with ourselves. If we're going to see change on our streets, it takes more than money. We also have to have the will to make the change. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. San Francisco Mayor London Breed unveiled her two-year budget plan on Tuesday. It includes $1 billion in funding to address homelessness. San Francisco has moved some unhoused people into hotel rooms and deployed mental health crisis teams instead of the police. So where is Mayor Breed looking to invest with this new budget? Chronicle City Hall reporter Trisha Thadani joins me to talk about that. Later on, we speak with Jedaporn Shaloship, a formerly unhoused person who now sits on a homelessness watchdog subcommittee for the city for her reaction to Mayor Breed's proposal. Trisha Thadani, in your story, you described Mayor Breed's $1 billion in funding for homelessness as staggering. It's $1 billion. How does that compare to what San Francisco has done previously? Yeah, so when, when I read you these numbers, you might agree with my use of the word word staggering. Um, I mean, for perspective, in fiscal year 2016, uh, when the Department of Homelessness was first founded, um, we were spending 200, their budget was $202 million. Um, the next year, that increased to $255 million. Um, and then last year, it was $364 million. So now to have the price tag of $1 billion is, I don't know who else to describe it, but staggering. I mean, that is just almost an unfathomable amount of money for San Francisco. Right. So let's break down that amount and all that money. Where is it coming from? And how is Mayor London Breed proposing to spend it on homelessness? Before diving into the numbers, I think it's important to sort of put into context like how remarkable it is um, that we are talking about this level of money, especially after the year that we had just been through. I mean, this time last year, we were talking about like a $1.5 billion deficit that the city was going to be experiencing as a whole. And now we're talking about $1 billion just to be spent on one major issue in San Francisco. Now, the reason that we have this money um, you know, to spend on the city's most vexing problem is because due mostly in part to Biden's American Rescue Plan, which helped erase that deficit in the first place. So now um, we have about $800 million from Proposition C, which was a 2018 ballot measure that taxes big businesses for homeless funding. So the bulk of this $1 billion that we're talking about today is coming from there. Um, and then the rest is, you know, a combination of federal funding um, and some state funding, as well as a 2020 bond measure that San Francisco voters passed last year, as well as money from the general fund. Um, so, you know, all of that added together is what's giving us this this big price tag. Got it. So a bulk of this money is coming directly from San Francisco voters themselves. And we know there's been a variety of different funding increases to the city's homelessness issue in recent years. So is there any indication that more money, a lot of money, is the answer here? So that's the main question, right? I mean, we have been spending a lot of money on this problem. I mean, back in 2016, when the Department of Homelessness was founded with uh, about $200 million. I mean, that's not a negligible amount of money. Um, and then it's just increased dramatically. But at the same time, um, so our homelessness problem has increased dramatically. Um, the numbers have just absolutely skyrocketed as this funding has as well. 
Um, so that's the question that a lot of people are asking themselves today when they see this number is, will this actually make the difference? Um, after the press conference, I asked the mayor this very question, um, and she said, well, obviously she said that she thought it would make a difference. She wouldn't be making this investment otherwise. But her reasoning, right. <laughs> her reasoning um, was that now they're there's an increased focus on creating more of like a holistic system of care. So, you know, you see, you, you'll see in the budget that there's been um, investments in street crisis outreach teams, which are mental health professionals that will go meet people where they are in the streets. Um, there's more funding for case managers who can actually follow up with these people. Um, and she also is adding more funding into treatment beds um, and shelter spots and most importantly, housing. Um, now we have been making these kinds of investments for ye for years, but maybe the sheer scale of this might actually make the difference at this point. So it sounds like it's an expansion of existing solutions or initiatives in play. Is it fair to categorize this $1 billion price tag as just adding more meet and resources to those existing programs? I think that's fair. And I think there is, um, you know, it's being paired with a lot of other programs that are really trying to sort of make like a comprehensive system for people on the streets. There's another massive proposal that the city is working on called Mental Health SF, which is focus on people who have mental health issues, which is also an underlying cause to homelessness. Um, the mayor is also increasing investments in um, overdose prevention and getting people into care that way. So yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of increasing stuff that we already have and also renewing focus on things that there, you know, seem to be working. And I know that during the pandemic, the city leased a bunch of hotels for the homeless during the pandemic. Uh, but those hotels we know are going to gradually close over the course of the next year. So what is going to be next for those residents? Because that program seemed to be a good temporary solution. And are there going to be resources to address the needs once those folks will be soon without a hotel room? Yeah, I mean, the hotel rooms, the impact of those can't be overstated. Um, I mean, those rooms brought people from off the streets at the most vulnerable time during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, from talking to a lot of people who live in these hotels, they've just had a profound, they've made a profound difference in their lives. You know, having a bed, having three meals a day, having, having um, you know, your own bathroom. Um, so the mayor uh, and the Department of Homelessness um, has promised that all of these people who are in these hotels will get um, three offers of housing. Um, now, that sounds great, but, you know, talking to some people who are in these hotels, what they're being offered to them um, is not exactly acceptable. Um, so imagine if you are living for free in a hotel with your own bathroom and then you're offered uh, it, a, a hotel on 6th Street that is run down and will cost about 30% of your income. Um, so right now the city is is facing that challenge of where these people are going to go next. Um, they have housed, you know, more than 300 people into different units, but they have about 1,500 more people to go. So we'll we'll have to see what happens with that going forward. When we come back, I'll have more with Trisha Thadani, and then I'll speak with Jedaporn Shallowsheep about her experience as an unhoused community member and how she thinks funds should be allocated in the city. We'll be right back after a short break. 
you can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. You know, the issue of homelessness has been around for so long and so many different solutions have been proposed. You know, do you what do you think is Mayor Breed's philosophy on this? You know, we also hear a lot of times the importance of centering the direct needs of the homeless population. Is that woven into what she's proposing here from your perspective? Yeah. So in mayor in in this uh, proposal, you do see a big emphasis on mental health and drug addiction. So at least you know she she sees it as more of just like a someone doesn't have a home problem. Um, obviously, the root of homelessness is not having housing. But when someone's in that housing, if they don't have the proper mental health care or you know drug treatment, um, then you know it might not be the best. It might not be the solution for them. Um, so her philosophy is very much, you know, this sort of, they call it whole person care. Um, she also alluded to after, um, the press conference that, um, the city needs to, inf- uh, have more enforcement on people who are sleeping on the streets. Um, so, you know, if someone does have somewhere to go, for example, like I had mentioned, um, you know, these, these hotels that we have on 6th Street that might not be in the best condition. If someone has a hotel room, but they're still opting to sleep on the streets, she's suggesting that there should be more enforcement on that. Um, and she also suggested that we do need stricter conservatorship laws, which means we need more of an ability to force people who are either a danger to themselves or to others or clearly unable to care for themselves. We need more, more of an ability to force those people into care. I mean, that could strike a nerve with some people who might think that could call for more policing. Although I know you recently you did a story about crisis teams and mental health counselors who are taking the place of policing. But that kind of that kind of enforcement could rub people the wrong wrong way, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, this is a really contentious issue, both in San Francisco and in California. Um and and this goes back to what I was saying is what the city, you know, there's these increased calls to create more of this comprehensive system. Because, again, if you're compelling someone into care and then you don't have they don't have anywhere to go after that, um, then they're going to be right back out the streets. I mean, in a, in a personal note, there was someone who I saw um, 5150 which means uh, he was on a temporary mental health hold. And I saw that happen right outside my apartment uh, this weekend. And then less than 24 hours, he was right back where he was. So it's just this constant revolving door. Well, I guess, you know, it remains to be seen how this big price tag will deal with recurring problems. But we appreciate you keeping an eye on it for us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm joined now by Jetta Porn Cheloship, who sits on a San Francisco subcommittee that holds the city accountable and how it spends Proposition C tax money on homelessness. Jetta Porn lived on the streets of San Francisco for over 15 years, and she's also a mother of six boys, and she joins me now from home where she's working. I wonder from your perspective, when you hear about a huge $1 billion price tag from Mayor London Breed, what is your reaction to that? So I think how the city should um, budget, I mean, budget the, the money is, is actually having priority of having housing because the number one, we all know um, that the number one key to getting homeless, the homeless people off the street is having an actual house, having a home. 
not putting them in shelters. There's 29 SIP hotels, which, which is the shelter in place hotels where the people are already at, you know, which eight of them are about to be closed. I think the best way for her to use that is to just buy these SIP hotels that the people are already in, putting that investment on housing the people is going to be and having supportive services on site is going to be the key. If we have caring, compassionate, empathetic people who are trained in the area who get paid well, then we're, if that's where success is going to come. It's going to take a whole community like it did for me. Like San Francisco had to be a whole community to get me where I am today. It wasn't just one branch. It's not housing. Housing is just a small portion. You have shared your story about how supportive housing has changed the trajectory of your life. But can you say more about the other services that help support that? Because, you know, Mayor Breed has said or has given the idea that the philosophy to solve homelessness or at least address it should be more holistic. So what are some of those support services that you think are critical at this point? Absolutely. Um, case management on site, uh, mental health um, therapy therapists on site, um, you know, and that's really the key. Like I said, when I got, um, you know, stabilized, I'm at the Arnett Watson apartment with HomeRise. Um, once I got stabilized and, and once I knew that I had additional support, meaning if I needed any kind of paperwork that needed to be faxed, email, anything that had to do with tech, technical stuff that I needed, I had support downstairs. I didn't have to leave the building to go to SSI to stand on that line. I had somebody on site here you know, that will help me with all the paperwork that I needed, whether it be ID, social security, income verification, anything that needed signed off, I have additional support. And because I knew that I had that, I was able to A, go back and get a job in 2018 when I, um, when I decided to get up and, and, and try new things then. And that's after 13 years of not working, being homeless. So I had the, um, the case management downstairs to print out and help me with the application process, help me write my resume help me do all these things that I need to do to get the initial job interview. And because of that, I've been able to get my BA. I got my BA in May, 2020 during the, um, the first wave of um, COVID. So it, it was a congratulations. A really, yeah. So right now I'm at CCSF getting my addiction recovery um, certificate. So this is, I mean, what you're saying now is to the point that supporting or addressing homelessness can't just be simply about bringing people indoors. One of the things that stood out to me from Mayor Breed's recent announcement of this budget proposal, she said, and I quote, We, we won't accept people just staying on the streets when we have a place for them to go. So when you hear a statement like that, what does that read to you? It, it reads, thank you so much, Mayor Breed, for your compassion and your care and your um, empathy for the homeless community. And we really appreciate um, you taking initiative to put down this proposal. But again, I think she knows that it takes more than uh, uh, housing. It takes more than putting people in the home. And even though she thinks that, you know, it's, it's better to just have them housed, you need to have some kind of um, percentage that's set aside for the support. As someone who works now as an advocate in the role that you have and you're leaning on the experiences that you've lived in your own life, you know, this issue of homelessness, how do we help unhoused folks, keeps coming up over and over again. What is something that you want to say to the community and how they think about solutions as we move forward, even with this big price tag? I think San Francisco is a great city. And um, if we can do it, I mean, if there's any city that can do it, it will be San Francisco. And I really pr want to thank all the compassionate San Franciscans who, who give out the food to the homeless person, who says hello to the ones that are sitting there, um, who, who, who cares if they're sitting there ODing or not. But I mean, in terms of 
you know, the homeless population, we're never going to get rid of it. But I think if there's, if Mayor Breed's plan is to house everybody because there's a place to live, well, let's see it. Let's see those beds. Let's see those availabilities come up. Let's make it easier for the transition. Let's not give the homeless um, community such a hard time. It's, it's, it's a tough call, you know, but I, I know for sure. I know for a fact that we, everybody in San Francisco is just wrapping their heads and doing the best they can and trying to find the, um, the solution and the gap to this problem. Well, certainly this is a complex topic. And, you know, I'm so glad that you are able to lend your insights to this conversation for the city and for Fifth Emission. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank our guest, Trisha Thadani, whose story about Mayor London Breed's homelessness budget is available now on sfchronicle.com. Thanks to Jetta Porn Shallowsheep for sharing her perspective with me, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. See you tomorrow.